All right, well, again, good morning, and uh, Ed, thank you for uh, leading worship this morning. Shelly and Doug, amazing job praying and, and taking us through the different parts of our worship this morning. And uh, before I dive into the message, I just want to encourage men on September 28th, it's just in a couple weeks, ah, oh, I need you to be at this breakfast. It's going to be absolutely amazing. We've invited Andy Dean to come in and join us. He's a professor at Calvary College in Southern California. Uh, Andy gave his life to Christ in the middle of uh, the... Uh, uh, the attacks on the World Trade Center at Ground Zero. He was dead smack in the middle of it. And, uh, well, it's his story to tell, but I got to tell you, it is, it's a story to hear. He's never looked back. He's been living for Jesus. And not only has his story, but his teaching of the Word has impacted so many. This is the one you want to bring your, 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 your friends to. It's the one you want to bring your sons that are teenagers teenage and up. You want to bring them there to that and... and you want to hear this message because God is going to change our lives. I'm sure of it. He's going to use Andy in a really special way. So uh, that's the 28th, and the information's in your bulletin. We want to make sure you have that. Hey, this is, uh, this is it. We're wrapping up our This Is Us series. And uh, it's going to be a shorter message today, not just because I have to come to you on video, but because it was intended to be a shorter message. Uh, we're going to talk about investment. So, so really, this morning, I ask you, uh, how are your investments doing? <laughs> Are they doing okay? Have you been aggressive with your investing? I, I sure hope so. Uh, have, you, have you taken a, a risk or two with your investments? <laughs> I hope so. You get a good return if you do that. Yeah, you could lose a little bit here or there, but I, I've heard you can do well. Hey, are, you, are you using a trusted advisor? You have somebody guiding you on, on what to do, where to do, when to do it, you know, uh, your investing? Are you following his guidance? These guys know what they're talking about, Right? Hey, don't, don't worry, don't worry. I'm not talking about your financial investments. That is not my area of expertise by any stretch. But what I am doing is I'm talking about something far more valuable. I'm talking about the investments of your life. You see, for all those who belong to Christ, remember we started our first week, we said for if you belong to Christ and the Holy Spirit is, is with you, remember Romans 8, 9 through 11. Do you remember what it said? It says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit, they do not belong to Christ. Uh, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life of righteousness. Gives, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because, the Spirit, because of the Spirit who lives in you. So uh, here's what, remember we talked all about that, that even though, yes, on this life that we are going to pass away physically, those who have given their life to Christ have been forgiven for their sins. Those who have given their life to Christ have been made righteous through the righteousness of Christ. Those who have given their life to Christ now belong to Christ. And the Holy Spirit indwells us to remind us that we are His, to teach us of what it means to live like a son or daughter of the King, and to teach us the ways of holiness and righteousness. We have the Spirit dwelling within us all the time leading us, protecting us, showing us, guiding us on how to live our lives. You see, because our Father has a will and a purpose for our lives, for each one of us, He has a will and a purpose. 
In Romans 12, 1 and 2 that we looked at, remember, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will, what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. You see, because the Spirit is within us, guiding us and changing us and transforming us, because we belong to Christ, the Spirit is leading us to all things that the Father wants us to do. The Spirit is leading us into this new way of living. The Spirit is guiding us all the time. It's transforming our way of thinking so that we don't have this old way of thinking that's selfish and self-centered and only thinking about myself, but to have this new way of thinking. Remember we talked about because we belong to Christ, we belong to one another, and the Spirit's teaching us how to love one another, how to care for one another. We also said because we belong to Christ and we then belong to one another, as we take on this new way of thinking to understand that we have a will, that the Father has a will for us and a purpose for us to live, part of that purpose is, or, or the, the, really the whole of that purpose is to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love others, which we just talked about a moment ago. But then it's also to go out into the world and tell the world all about him. That that is literally what God desires for each of us to do. Look, he has a very unique purpose and a plan which he has had for us since the beginning of time. So while those are the big pictures that we're going to love Jesus, we're going to love one another, we're going to go into the world and declare the gospel of Christ so that others can belong to Christ and belong to the body. They can become sons and daughters of the king, just like we are. He has a unique way that each one of us are going to do that. He has a, a, a unique path for each one of us. He has a will and a purpose for us. Remember what Ephesians 2, 8 and 10 says. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, meaning Christ did it all. We just have faith in him. And this is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, belonging to Christ Jesus, to do good works. The Father has works for us to do. And those works were prepared in advance for us to do. God, at the creation of all things, had us in mind. And when he created us, he had a purpose and a plan for us. As we submit our lives to Christ and belong to him, and the Spirit overtakes our lives, teaching us righteousness and holiness, right? He is guiding us how to love the Father with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, guiding us how to love one another, guiding us and teaching us how to share his love with others so that they might become part of the family. And he has a unique plan and purpose, good works, unique good works for you and I to do. And they're going to be somewhat different. They're going to be different paths, unique paths that you and I are going to be on. Now, here's the thing. The Spirit did not leave us just uh, uh, randomly hoping that we are going to have everything we need as we walk down these paths. No, not at all. In fact... We're told in Scripture that we are gifted. We've been given certain gifts and talents, if you will, but gifts, traits, gifts directly from the Holy Spirit to be able to accomplish these good works. Gifts directly from the Holy Spirit to be able to accomplish the Lord's will and purpose in our lives. Let's go back to Romans 12, which we looked at a few weeks ago, and read verses 4 through 8. It says, For just as... 
Uh, just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function, right? So we have, we have hands and feet and legs and arms, and they don't all do the same thing. It says, uh, though, so it is that so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. It is, if it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, then do it cheerfully. We also find Paul teaching in Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. He gave us these gifts that we talked about first in Romans so that we would love and care and, and be able to help one another. He gave us these gifts that we read in just now in Ephesians so we would be able to pour into one another's life, help to teach one another what the word of God says, help to build one another up into maturity. And the spirit is equipping us and teaching us all about how to do that. Because there is good works prepared for us. And he gave us gifts that we would be able to do those good works effectively, efficiently, and to his glory, we would be able to, uh, we'd be able to use those gifts to help one another, to love one another, to challenge one another. Oh, he meant absolutely for us to have a purpose and a will that's unique and specific to each one of us. And he gifted us specifically to carry that out. Now, he didn't give us those gifts to go make a fortune. He didn't give us those gifts to selfishly be fulfilled. He didn't give us those gifts so that we can stockpile resources for ourselves or just be successful in this life. He gave us those gifts to invest first. The very first place he wants us to invest those gifts is the body of Christ. More precisely, the local body or family of God that he has led you to be a part of. He gave us these gifts to pour into one another. He gave us these gifts to teach one another. He gave us these gifts to serve one another. He gave us these gifts to walk alongside of one another. Remember some of the ones that we mentioned a second ago in Romans, right? If it is to serve, then serve well, right? If it is to teach, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Some of you have an incredible gift of encouragement, and the body of Christ needs you to encourage them. If it is giving, then give generously. We're going to hear about some generous givers today. And if it's to lead, then do it diligently. We're to lead. We don't sit on the sidelines. We do it, and we do it effectively. And that way, the body of Christ is built up, and it grows into maturity, and we have everything we need. The body of Christ is fully functional, and it is an incredible witness to the world. You see, because that's the second place that we need to invest our gifts. And that is in proclaiming the gospel of Christ. Now, let me take you to Acts 10, verse 38, real fast. It says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Right? We've been anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing 
good and healing all those who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. He went around doing good because the Holy Spirit was guiding him into all of those good works that he was doing. He went around doing good and he had great power and that great power brought about healing in people's lives. That great power brought about freedom from those that were enslaved by the lies of the evil one. <laughs> you see, we have been gifted to go and tell people about Christ. Not just that we have the knowledge of it because we know who Christ is, but literally we have been gifted. So those of us who have gifts of serving, well, we're going to go serve in people's lives and we're also going to tell them about Christ. You see, because by the way we've been gifted, God's going to lead us on very distinct paths, unique paths that are going to lead us right to the perfect moment. We're going to feel so comfortable in the way that we're we're living out our lives. We're going to feel just right in the, maybe in the careers we have, maybe, but for sure in the, in the path that he guides us on, in the people that we end up having relationships with, with those that we have influence over. You see, the Lord's going to take that which we're gifted and when we follow him to where he wants us to live out our lives and to the people, the neighbors, the, the co-workers that he wants us to talk to, our gifting is going to be perfect. It's going to suddenly fill some voids that are there. We're going to find favor with people. People are going to be drawn to us to hear what makes us different because we're using our gifts. And they're going to say, wow, you're really great at that. And you're going to go, no, the Lord gifted me that way. They're going to look at you and say, wow, you really have a tremendous amount of patience or, or you are an amazing servant or you lead incredibly well. And you're not going to say, hey, I read the last 10 books about leadership. You're going to say, the Lord has really gifted me with leadership. Let me tell you about who he is and what he does with our lives. You see, he wants us to take these gifts and invest them in one another so that we build up the body of Christ and then he wants us to invest him in the world so that we can proclaim who he is, not just so that we can be good at what we do. You see, he wants us to invest the gifts that we have. Most of you know Amber Campbell. She's our, our woman's ministry director. Well, this morning I want to tell you something about Amber that you may not know. She's a very, she has a very successful marketing business uh, a sales, but she's a, she, she has sales and marketing is what she does, right? And she is incredibly successful at that. So not only is she investing in the body of Christ as a teacher and a leader leading our women, but she's investing in a corporate world using those same gifts and talents. And you're like, why am I telling you about Amber Campbell? Because she is literally, God is using her to change women's lives all around our church and all around the area, drawing them in and helping to equip them with her gift of teaching and her gift of leadership and her gift of hospitality. She's drawing them in closer to Christ, building them up, helping them to be encouraged and to know who they are in Christ. We have stronger women in our church today because Amber Campbell is using her gifts inside the church. Oh, but she's also using her, her gifts outside of the church and this successful business that she has. In fact, she's so successful that she's been given the opportunity to go meet Congress, men and women and their aides in a couple weeks. She's literally going to spend two days traveling around Congress talking to them about her business, describing what her business is, describing her success. 
And she can't wait because she was able to do this last year. And she told me, Tim, when they say, why is it that you do what you do? I tell them that it gives me opportunities to speak into women and their lives. And the thing that I want to share with them is not the secret of the product that I give, but it is the, the God that I serve. I want to help them to know who they are and who they were created to be. I want them to know the beauty that they have and the beauty they can have in Christ, not just in the product that I sell. It gives her, this product gives her an opportunity to pour into women's lives, proclaiming the gospel. And in just a couple of weeks, or so like a week and a half, Amber is going to be sitting with some of the most influential people in the world, describing her Jesus and what he means to her and what, he, what Jesus can mean to them. She's using her gifts and talents in the church to build up women. And she's using her gifts and talents to proclaim the gospel. So here's the thing. I need to tell you about somebody else who knows that they're gifted, knows they have talents, and God has put a passion on their heart that they have to be faithful to. It's, it's no secret that God has called our church to invest in families and to invest in children. Uh, most of our space around here is used for uh, children whether it be going to school or the children's ministry that we have. We're about to go and view uh, just a tremendous new room that we're going to have set aside for our elementary kids. But we knew that when it came time for this year's VBS, we really wanted to reach into some families that ha didn't have a connection with our church or maybe any other church. And so we went around knocking on some doors, asking some families to send their children to the VBS. And we would pick them up and bring them here. During the course of that time since then, we've been able to develop a stronger relationship with them. We've we provided some backpacks and some school supplies and clothing for them to get going this year. And in the process, I had a, a gentleman in our church. He came up to me and he said, he said, Tim, we need to get these kids here. We need a bus ministry. They need to be able to be here every single Sunday. See, because this man invests in our children's ministry. He loves children. He loves telling them about Jesus. He, he loves to see them in a, in a position where they can know Christ. He used to be a part of CFC's bus ministry where at one time they were bringing 130 kids from different homes into their church. And he used to be a part of that as one of their drivers. And I said, man, we got some of these families and they're waiting to come here. And he said, then we need to get a bus or a van and we need to get them here. And I said, well, I, I, let's start looking for one, I guess. He, so he calls me up this last week and he says, hey, Tim, I found it. <laughs> I found a van. And I'm like, oh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, let, let's, let's start talking about this. What does this mean? He says it means that we're going to go look at it. And if it's good, if it's the right van for us, then I'm just going to buy it and give it to the church. And I'm going to help start this ministry where we're going to go pick kids up so they can hear about Jesus. Right now in our parking lot, there is a van sitting there because there's a man in our church who said that I am gifted and I have talents and I need to invest them in the church and outside of the church. And so we have a van and we are going to start a ministry to go pick kids up and bring them into our church to utilize the new room that we built, to utilize the, the children's, uh, the, the preschool area that we're redoing. We are going to continue to pour into the lives of kids. And here is another man in our church who says, I have been called to invest in children. I have been called to use my gifts and talents. He's been involved in transportation for most of his life. And he says, and I want to use that to tell others about Christ. Oh, 
investing in the body of Christ and investing in those outside of the body of Christ, they might know Christ. Praise Jesus. Hey, right now on that Connect card, if you want to be a part of that bus ministry, you want to be a part of driving that van around or the minivans we might need to have, like, like multiple ones, not many. <laughs> but if you want to be a part of that, just put on that Connect card. Hey, that's me. I want to be a part of that. And that'll be pretty incredible. Well, hey, I got to share this with you. It's time. It's time that we're going to head into the, to this new room. And let me tell you how this came about. I, I walked into the room that our children were meeting in, and this was about two years ago when I, when I first visited the church to, before I came here as a pastor. And I walked in, and I wasn't, I wasn't real excited at what I saw. I saw a room that was outdated. I saw a room that just the way that it was put together, the way it was kept up, it just seemed to say to parents and families, that maybe safety wasn't our top priority. Maybe kids weren't our top priority. I'm not sure exactly what it said, but it definitely didn't say that kids and families were our top priority. So it became pretty obvious that Shelly was gifted, that Shelly had talents, and that she had a passion to pour into children and families. And so as she became our children's director, we sat down and we, we made some priorities, some real quick ones. Security had to be a top priority. We're going to start doing background checks on all of our, our children's workers. We're going to do training because we want them to be trained to give away the gospel and to use their gifts and talents in children's lives. We want them to be trained. We need to build up our team and we need to ask people of our church to invest in children's lives and in families' lives. Because they're not the next generation of believers. They are this generation of believers. And we need to pour into their lives and teach them. And then I said, hey, and I want them to have a place. I want our elementary kids to have a place that they can come here, that they're excited about to learn. I want them to come here and they're excited to be here and they want to bring friends and other families with them. And I want parents to know that they'll be secure and safe when they're with us. And so we got underway. She got her team together, came up with some ideas of what she could do with that room. We asked Billy Anderson to jump in and help. And oh my goodness, Bill. Billy Anderson is gifted so incredibly well with administration and leadership. And he has talents in the area of, uh, and skills in the area of construction, running a, a, a mechanical business his whole life. And he jumped in and he got an architect uh, that was going to our church at the time. And uh, he got him involved, and then he got some other contractors in our church involved. And before you know it, we had a plan. We had a, a, a diagram. We had permits pulled, and it was time to make it all happen. And Bill continued to drive this project until it was done. You see, he loves children, too. He loves families. He loves his own grandkids, and he loves your kids, and he wants them to know about Christ and who he is and how to, the, how to grow up in him. And he wants others who don't yet know about Christ, even the littlest ones, to know him. So they all got together and they started working. And Bill, thank you for all the work you've done. You have done so much to help us get where we were. You drove this project. And we're so thankful for you and your heart and your gifting. Thank you for investing it all these years right here in this body. And thank you for investing it outside the body that others might know Christ. But there was more. There was more, like I said, not only did, did an architect in our church jump in and give his skills and talents, but then we had some contractors give their skills and talents and, and even equipment and material. Southern Electric uh, was incredibly generous to us and donated all the lighting and fixtures and, and even the labor with the, uh, with, the, with the electricians to put it all in. Thank you so much for this incredible gift that you gave us. But... There was also families who pitched in and gave, not 
gave yes with their time, absolutely, but they also gave with their resources. The Belote estate gave to this project that our children would have an amazing place to gather, along with the Stowers estate. They set it aside because they had been a part of the church. This family, the Belote family and the Stowers family had been a part of this church for, for decades. And they knew the tradition and they knew the passion of this church to reach into children's lives and families' lives. And they said, we want to see it continue. We want to see it continue. And so they gave gifts that allowed this project to happen. And so thank you. Thank you for remembering the legacy of this church Thank you so much to the Belote family and the Stowers family and to, and to Pumpernickel Press and, and all the others that gave to this project because you remembered that the Lord had called us to serve children and to serve families, to invest in their lives. I know you're going to enjoy this time, and I'm just, I'm really bummed that I can't be with you. But the Lord had something better in store, I'm sure. Shelly and Doug are going to come up here right now and they're going to give you some instructions because you're about to head into this new area. And when you get in there, I hope you enjoy it. Kids, I know you're going to head in there. I hope you enjoy it. And then we got this incredible thing we're going to do. We're going to pray and ask God to bless it, ask God to use it in people's lives, children's lives. And then we're going to sing. We're going to sing to the Lord together. And those that are leading worship are all moms and dads of children that will be in that room praising Jesus and learning all about who he is. God's called us to invest, invest in this body and invest outside so that others can know him. This is a great day in the life of our church. I can't wait to see everyone next week. It's going to be our one service. Who is the one you're going to bring? Who's the one or the ones that you've been investing in? Oh, it's going to be an incredible afternoon as we eat and have a barbecue, you know, have barbecue food together and all that great stuff, crazy games out on the lawn. But the most important thing we're going to do is we're going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to be a tool in your arsenal because you've already been sharing Christ with them, I know. Can't wait to see you next week. I hope you enjoy the room, and I hope you find ways to invest in children and families right here in this church and out there, outside of the walls of the church. Blessings. <laughs>